Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Witches have been beguiling audiences basically ever since there have been stories. Strange, brilliant women with supernatural powers who often live outside of society. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, but they always captivate our attention. There have been countless iconic witches in movies, TVs, comic books, video games, and more over the decades, hell, centuries. And now the great pop culture debate podcast wants to light the black candle and summon the best pop culture witch of all time. My back hasn't been the same since somebody dropped that house on me, and the bitch stole my fabulous shoes, too. I'm your host, Eric Resniak. Please welcome my panel for this episode. He's cooking us something spicy in his easy-bake coven. It's Gary Jackson. You know exactly who I am and what I'm capable of, just like I know exactly who you are. Mm-mm-mm. You put a spell on me, Gary. Welcome back. Hey. She's here to frolic, wear costumes, and run amok. It's Joelle Bodecker. Amok, amok, amok. Well, good luck finding that virgin for the Black Flame Candle in 2022, <laughs> baby. And finally, our last panelist is just like any modern woman trying to have it all. She just wishes she had more time to seek out the dark forces and join their hellish crusade. It's Kate Reculia. Don't torture yourself, Eric. That's my job. Mm, well, usually I pay extra for that service, but I'll take it. Also, so- listeners, literally my cat Gomez is trying to hop up in my lap right now. <laughs> and he's a black cat. And I mean, a he's a tuxedo cat. cat. He's a tuxedo, I'm but yes. See? We're all witches this episode. Witch energy. energy. B-W-D-E. So how does this work? We made a poll of just about every major pop culture witch we could think of. Nearly 70 people took the poll. We tallied the votes and added the top vote getters to a bracket. Now we argue about it and insult each other all for your amusement. Want to play along at home? You can. Go to greatpopculturedebate.com and find the polls and brackets tab. There you'll find the listener bracket for this in every episode of our little show. Make a copy for yourself, fill it out, and see if your picks match up with ours. Before we start, I do want to ask our panelists which witches they were surprised did not make the top 16. We'll get to that in a a second. But I also want to make a disclaimer. This episode is for our Halloween special. Um, But I do know that witches and Wiccan is something that some people take very seriously. And I do want to say on behalf of everybody on this podcast, I hope nobody is offended by anything we're talking about here. I think I can speak for all of us when I say we respect Wiccan culture. We respect witches in general. We're actually here to celebrate which uh, depictions in pop culture. Some of them may be more offensive than others to people who practice that religion, but it's in the spirit of celebration. Is that fair for the people on the panel? Yes. 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 Revered. Absolutely. Revered. Exactly. So with that being said, I want to ask the panel who were people that you were surprised didn't make the top 16? Gary, your intro line references Marie Laveau from American Horror Story Coven. Was that one that you were shocked didn't make it? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> like, shocked is an understatement, Eric. Um, panel, 
Marie Laveau, Angela Bassett as oh, Marie Laveau. Iconic like, drink. Iconic. <laughs> I'm stunned. I, I have questions and I need answers. Yeah, I have uh, which questions and I need which answers. And seriously, like, she's amazing, but nobody from American Horror Story Coven. I think the only one that actually made the top 16 and goes out in, with a unanimous decision around one spoiler was Stevie Nicks, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm glad she made it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm always here for Stevie Nicks on this podcast or any podcast. But like the fact that none of the other Coven girls are on here is shocking because split the uh, vote. in addition split the vote. to Miss Bassett, it could be a split the vote, but like you don't have... Um, Fiona Good, who's okay. played by Jessica Lang. You don't have um, Balenciaga, uh, Myrtle Snow. You don't have Madison Montgomery, who gave us surprise bitch that you thought you thought the last of me. Like, come on, yes, yes, come on. That was that was gag. Yeah. <laughs> and Queenie, Queenie, who's oh, also Queenie. an icon. Oh, oh. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, Joelle, well, who are you surprised didn't make the top 16? Okay, I have three. Um, <laughs> we will start with my number one all-time beloved teen witch. She did not even make the top 32. I, I want to write letters to everyone that didn't vote for her in the top 32. And I think um, we should clarify, you mean teen witch, not a witch who is a teen, like actual the teen actual, witch. The official teen witch, Louise, the teen witch, the one and only. If they remake the movie, it doesn't count. We are talking about Blake Lively's sister, Robin. We Correct. are talking about teen witch. And I will say that I recently saw Robin Lively on a commercial for Mint Mobile, which is... <laughs> run by yeah right run by um ryan reynolds who is her brother-in-law and robin lively looks amazing ladies and gentlemen she may actually be a witch (laughs) whatever spell she she cast all the way back in the 80s working it's working i'll i'll have what she's having um yeah my other ones uh we have morbid of destiny just this is just a shout out to my babysitter's club friends uh babysitter's little sister morbid of destiny has been haunting little children for ages and ages and ages um she did make the top 32 but i guess she wasn't really actually a witch maybe that's the problem Mm. um or was she Mm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) um and then uh as much as i love them maybe they're just not effective enough we'll find out in the second movie but not a sanderson sister made the top 16 Mm. but they did make the top 32 two of them so i was happy to see them but they didn't make the top 16 so we won't be talking about them much today but they made our our opening conversation and i am talking about hocus pocus Yes. And I do think that's one that I think people listening to this right now might be like throwing their phones at their windshield, which you should not do. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But I looked and it came down to the the matchups. I think they could have made it had had it come down to different matchups. But agreed. Each and every one of those matchups, they had no chance. <laughs> and and it's one of those things where if this was a, a full episode, well, actually, if it was a full episode, they still would have went out in round one. So at least you, you wouldn't have heard them. We yeah, we would have talked about, about them. Yeah. Um, I do think after, you know, Hocus Pocus 2 comes out this Halloween, I'm curious to see if they have a bump in populator. I think they will. I mean, the nostalgia factor for, like, millennials with this, these characters is through the charts. So I mean, I'm looking at them right now. I have all three Funko Pops staring at me, and they are angry. I would be angry. <laughs> Too. <laughs> right? Like I-, I killed a virgin for this. 
um, the, the black candle is getting lit. It's it's ridiculous. Okay. Exactly. Uh, Kate, how about you? So I actually, and I apologize if some of these were in there and I missed them. Um, the Blair Witch, did the Blair Witch get any love? It didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame. That's yeah, I mean, shame. part of that is that like she is just an idea we never see her right like she's not really ever personified but i don't i can't see people see people standing in corner quietly in a room without getting terrified um had this poll been run 21 years ago absolutely that would have made the top yep, 32 exactly and i think the fact that we never saw her actually is what makes her so exactly scary. exactly yeah she's just yeah. a legend um yeah uh turning to more animated madame mim love my madame mim from the oh. stone uh and uh yubaba from spirited away absolutely fantastic iconic yeah. animated witches and i want to give a little love to mildred hubble uh portrayed by faruza bulk in the uh hbo 80s kids uh animated the worst witch or not animated yes. uh, the worst witch she's yeah she's a terrible witch and she, but she has an adorable little cat <laughs> and, and it's faruza bulk i think it's actually either right before or right after she goes to do uh, Return to Oz. So she is absolutely perfect in it, and it is extremely charming. Um, and what's her face is in it, too? Oh my God, what's her name? Mm. Hold on. Iconic. I know Tim Curry's in, yeah, Curry's in it. The Tim Curry, like, if, if <laughs> listeners, if you have not ever seen Anything Can Happen on Halloween, Tim Curry's acid trip of a music video in the middle of the worst switch, just do yourself a favor. <laughs> you will never be the same. <laughs> And the visuals of that show were, so were, were unforgettable, but it's because she was the worst little witch that she probably would never would have made it through this bracket anyway. That's but true. That's iconic. true. She yeah. was iconic. iconic. And nothing Saying can this happen on makes me realize Halloween. It's so bad. We need to do a best Tim, Tim Curry films <gasps> oh, today. Yes. We oh, absolutely yeah. need to. So I just realized that. I might just go up at, like in my Patreon tier to like uh, make that <laughs> to make that episode that I <laughs> force people to do. Kate, do it. I'm do it. Actually, I'm do it. no, don't. Like if you're listening, you should become yes. a top tier Patreon because then you get to literally determine an episode that we record. You pick the panel, you pick the topic, and you join us on the episode. So if you want to do it to best Tim Curry, you come and see me with your twenty five dollars a month for patreon you get good stuff too um thank you kate those are all great picks um i have a couple that i wanted to talk to i was surprised that neither set of the charmed sisters Mm, made it not one like not og original power of three plus page or the reboot on the wb not one of them made it which shocked me um i was bummed but not surprised that none of the witches of eastwick made it that is a great movie yeah i just don't think that it's well remembered no no it's not kind of yeah it -hmm. hasn't had a resurgence it needs to come back someone needs to figure out how to make that pop out again I think there was a TV version of it on maybe Lifetime a couple, a couple years ago. I think. I feel like what's his face? The guy, the Canadian dude who was in Men with Brooms uh, and uh, and Slings and Arrows. What's his name? Paul something. Oh, right. He was he was like the devil in it. I, he did was, you just I, mention Men with Brooms? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> it is a witch bracket, so that's hey, appropriate. Really, <laughs> movie? Oh, it's so good! It's so good. Um, I love you so much right now. <laughs> Paul Gross. He was also in Do North. Yes, Paul Gross. Paul Gross Love. He's he plays Satan in that show. 
Perfect. Um, but I do wish that there was one of the witches of East Wicked because they're great characters. And then the other that I will mention is, uh, and I don't even know how this would have ended up on the bracket, but if you if you do enjoy scary witch stories and you enjoy comic books, I highly recommend Witches, W-Y-T-C-H-E-S by Scott Snyder. It came out a few years ago. It is terrifying. It is like one of these scary – it made me upset to read it when I was reading it. Like a comic book actually scared me to the point where I was like, that is dark-sided. I can never look at that again. But it was so good. And it, like if you really like the scarier witch stuff and, and are like looking for like folkloric witch stuff, mm-hmm. that's a good one. And then, of course, the goat from The Witch, the the the, the film The Witch. Um, Black Peter, is that his name? The goat's name? Oh, I thought the you were talking about the greatest the of all vitch. time. The, the Witch. <laughs> The bitch, yes. Um, what an icon. Loved him. So those are just some of the ones that were upset we did not make it. But let's get into the actual top 16 and get into these debates. Uh, first, a unanimous decision for our ultimate number one seed, Hermione Granger from the Harry Potter series, who dispelled five seed Andorra from Bewitched. I just want to give a shout out to Andorra for a lifetime achievement in both caftans mm. and mm-hmm. eye makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. absolutely to die for she did not need many magic to look glamorous ladies and gentlemen next in a battle of witches gone bad it's three seed the wicked witch of the west from the wizard of oz versus seven seed bellatrix lestrange from the harry potter series gary break into azkaban and free bellatrix for round two i will explain why it's not easy being green but the wicked witch never ever does anything nice and easy (laughs) take it away gary so i love that this category is bad girls basically gone gone bad because i am a fan of all the bad witches uh allegedly allegedly (laughs) so one why i think that bellatrix is obviously going to win this round is she is second in command to the lord voldemort like that Mm -hmm. alone right there like she is the most powerful bad witch on that side of the planet okay um (laughs) Some things I did like, like what I love about her and just her, she's chaotic. And I think that she carries this fear. Um, she's ruthless. Harry's scared of her. Everyone's afraid of her because she can't be tamed. And only person that can tame her is Lord. Um, I love that she, she dabbles in dark arts um, and her dueling capabilities is unmatched. Um, she has taken out and murdered so many of, of, of the other characters in the Harry Potter series. Um, and she loves torture. Like she gets, she gets off on killing people and torturing people and kidnapping people. And I think that makes her a phenomenal witch one, but two, I think she is highly intelligent. Um, she is like a cat and mouse game with her, with her, um, when she's like pursuing someone and I, Oh, she just, she's everything. There is a real like malice to her that is wonderful to behold and terrifying. Right. Yes. Am I, am I correct that her wand, I feel like I've seen it in the Harry Potter world is like weird and crooked. Am I right about that? Yes. I I believe so. Yeah. She holds it in a certain way with like one finger, I believe. And like hats off to Helena Bonham Carter. Nobody else could play that. Nobody else. No one else would have. Yeah. No one else would have made that right. I I assume that even when J.K. Rowling, who at this point can be referred to as she who must not be named, um, was creating the character in this house. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She was just sitting there and be like, 
So it's going to be Helena Bonham Carter. Like, literally just <laughs> writing it. Like, when, when she was drawing up that character, it was Helena yeah. Bonham Carter. Yeah, just Helena Bonham sure. Carter, but she's got a, a wand, and <laughs> she's just killing people. Like, And I'm down for that, right? Um, but I'm here to talk about the Wicked Witch of the West. And in my opinion, I think the Wicked Witch is one of the first scary witches most kids are introduced to. Um, whether it's in the Oz books or the movie, I think she's probably one of the most quintessential witches in all of American pop culture. She's now over 100 years old in book form and just shy of 90 in film mm. and mm. to me which is crazy right wow i don't know if kids today still read the oz books but they do have graphic novel adaptations by the way which are beautiful um but i assume kids are still watching the movie does anyone know like nobody on this podcast has children no mm-hmm. But I, no. I think they are and it's just like her visage is such a part of what witches are quote unquote yes. in pop culture <laughs> and like that's part of my argument is i don't know if when l frank Baum also he sh- shall not be named because he like if you ever look into the history of l frank Baum, he was really messed up like <laughs> seriously racist this is, this um, is not with the yes. like the abc family movie where john ritter played l frank Baum that was on in the yeah. early 90s and <laughs> it lied to me <laughs> Lies, Liza Minnelli. Look it up. He was a very, very angry man. Um, But um, I don't know if he's the one who came up with those descriptions or those descriptions kind of already existed in American pop culture at that point. But like the pointy hat, the green skin, the like hands always in claws, the cackle to me, like you see them everywhere associated with generic witches. And that came or I'm assuming the Wicked Witch had a huge part in cementing that in American pop culture. So I, I think you cannot deny her like progenitor status here. She's also genuinely terrifying. As a child, I was scared of her. But now I look at her and I think she doesn't care much for children. She knows how to make an entrance. <laughs> she calls all the fucking shots and she dresses exclusively in black. What a chic life icon, right? <laughs> gay. Yeah, she's a gay. She, she's basically what Karl Lagerfeld wishes he was. And for those reasons, she has to advance. So, uh, Kate, where are you on this? Bellatrix is a badass. HBC is an icon, but like, like you cannot step to the Wicked Witch of the West. Wicked Witch of the West. HBC is HBC, but the Wicked Witch of the West is the HBIC, the oh. head bitch in charge. That's what I'm saying. Joelle? Um, I did just want to add, Eric, you should know the history as well as I do, because at the Salem Witch Museum, they definitely explain that um, the Wicked Witch of the West did sort of start this green face, the long, mm-hmm. crooked nose, black hat, the whole thing. Like, like this was like the design of witches for, you know, a hundred years was because of that depiction. So yeah, if we're talking about iconic and if that's what we're deciding is the factor here, then yes, like that is the iconic witch, but is that the best witch? Like, is, is she the most effective (laughs) witch? Can she just be melted by water? Whereas it took a whole bunch of witches, including a very powerful witch that was very angry to finally take her down. I'm just saying. Um, I- I'm going to oh, go ahead. <laughs> we'll get there. There's a lot of there's a lot of runway here to talk through a lot of a lot of different witches we're going to get through. But I don't think that she's all that scary when you realize what took her down in the end. <laughs> 
I guess I just I'm gonna I, I never thought I would do this. I'm going to take a page out of Donald <gasps> Trump's handbook oh, and say but, but, but. I like witches who don't get captured. And so um <laughs> for that reason, I can't vote for Bellatrix here. I'm, I'm interesting. Um no, but so you're you're sticking with Bellatrix. Um, it's funny um, when it when it wasn't Bellatrix Bellatrix against the Wicked Witch, she had my vote entirely. But now that Bellatrix is up against the Wicked Witch, uh, I'm I'm really split on this one. Um, yeah, it's Bellatrix for me. Ah, okay. It's still three to one in favor of the Wicked Witch, though. Is I it? believe. Oh wait, are we wait, tied? Wait, Gary we're had Bellatrix. Right? Gary had Bellatrix yeah. too. Okay, who's, so we're tied. Who's the higher seed? Wicked Witch is a three seed. Bellatrix is a seven seed. That makes sense. Oh, so the Wicked Witch will move on. <laughs> Most sorry, exactly. <laughs> Had to put um, up the fight. Had to put up the fight. You did a great job. Both of you did an excellent job repping for her. Next, most of the panel wants to advance Disney baddie Maleficent, a four seed, but I see the softer side of Sears and witchcraft in one seed, Willow Rosenberg from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I always loved that dig. It was such a read. Such God. Joelle, why should we keep Dragon Maleficent to round two? I will explain why, for my generation, Willow was the true chosen one. Joelle, you go first. Oh, oh, Maleficent, our sweet, sweet dragon. Um, Maleficent, Maleficent, that's her name, Maleficent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My favorite thing about Maleficent goes back to our friend Amy Pilot and what she said about her in the Villains podcast. Uh, She just wanted to be invited to a party. Yeah. And she wasn't invited to a party, and the revenge went on and on and on for a couple decades, <laughs> if not longer. Um, we love a petty icon on this podcast. Frankly, yeah. um, the more and more I read about her, the more I realized just how vicious, how evil, how dark this this villain really is. Um, uh, someone said she has all the powers of hell yes. as part of her as part of her uh, her toolkit. Um, <laughs> Uh, she has the ability to shape shift uh, into a large purple dragon. Uh, she she um, has lightning projection, divination, teleportation, summoning of frost storms, conjuring forest thorns, conjuring of spinning wheels and spindles, as you might know. Uh, and she can fly. Um, but mostly she's just vengeful bitch. Yeah. And she has a really great headpiece. Let's not forget she about does. that. And across great. your headpiece. No, no, no complaints. No complaints. No complaints. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying, Kate? Before she I has an incredible you? staff that when she walks around and she like, like it hits the ground, it makes that incredible noise. She's just like she is the drama. She is the legend, and she is the moment always. <laughs> she is. She is, and I that's the thing. Like that in one description, she's a malevolent fairy rather than a witch, which I thought was great. She's also a witch. <laughs> Uh, listen, I love her, and I think she's great. She is the drama. You know that meme, am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama. <laughs> Maleficent is the drama, she mama. She she's not, she, knows she, she doesn't question it. And she's, yeah, she's fully <laughs> accepting of her drama. She knows what she is. And, she and I love that for her. Um, I'm here to talk about Willow, mm-hmm. and I do think Willow. that she's a great entry on this list because she touches both the light and the dark yes. sides of witchcraft, 
And I think that's important, right? Because like for the bulk of her Buffy career, she exemplified the best elements of pop culture, which I'm assisting her in numerous kicking numerous asses uh, <laughs> uh, for seven seasons with her increasingly powerful magic. Cause let's not forget, like she started as just like part of the Scooby gang sitting in the library, like figuring out how to levitate shit. And then by like season six, she literally almost brings about the apocalypse. Like, <laughs> She, she raises uh, the dead. <laughs> she knows how to get it done. That's someone who, 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 you know, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. How do you bring about the apocalypse? Willow knows. She's got it. Um, but this, it also shows us what happens when witches lose control, as she does after the senseless killing of her partner, Tara, and her descent into Dark Willow, who very nearly brings about the end of the world. Comic readers will understand that that whole plotline very much mirrors what happens with Jean Grey in the X-Men comics. It's not a, a huge leap. However, it's still super compelling. And what I love about Willow overall, and this is true of the Dark Willow stuff, but also, as, as Joelle mentioned, when she brings Buffy back from the dead, kind of a big deal, is that um, magic has a, has a price, right? And that's something that a lot of these witches don't have on this bracket. They're just like casting spells, doing magic, woo. And with Willow, like when she does major stuff like that, there are repercussions, very real repercussions. Like she brings Buffy back. Cool, except Buffy was literally in heaven enjoying her reward for years of killing monsters and Willow brings her back and she's like, here, what did you do? Like, this is really messed up. I am screwed. Sing about it. Right. Right. With some great songs. And by the way, it is notable that Willow is the only person who I think she gets one line in the entire musical episode. And the line is my mom. I think my line's mostly filler. Um, but like it's kind of the like the witch in in into the woods tells us wishes come true not free willow shows us the price of magic and i think that's actually a really cool thing to to reference in this bracket so with that being said i'm gonna pass it kate where are you on this one i have to give it to maleficent but like willow allison hannigan just like such an icon drink of late 90s (laughs) early aughts tv um and yeah i feel like her like the way like willow like comes out and is like a queer icon on tv and but then unfortunately the stuff with tara and the like bury your gaze trope is real unfortunate Mm. right like Mm -hmm. and i feel like there's Mm -hmm. kind of diminishing returns on the whole of the arc but like willow there weren't witches like willow there weren't characters like willow on tv before willow yeah and it's really important yep so true gary where are you I fall with my petty queen, my vengeful queen, <laughs> Maleficent. Um, she kidnapped and gaslit that girl. <laughs> That's a true witch right there. <laughs> this yes. is thing, I can't even be mad. I can't be mad about Maleficent advancing. The part right? where she like tells like 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 just trolls Philip, and she's like, "Look at you riding to her all proud," and like, it's just. Like just gaslit them. It's so good. So good. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. I feel like I said everything I could for Willow, but Maleficent will uh, will 
increase. Okay. We'll advance <laughs> to round two. Next in a battle of polar opposites, it's chipper magical housewife Samantha Stevens from Bewitched, a six seed, up against decidedly surly Nancy Downs from The Craft, a seven seed. Kate, wiggle your nose and magic Samantha into round two. Gary, bind Nancy's chances of advance. I'm going to have Gary go first. Oh, so you see the, the trend? All the, the dark girls. I love it. Um, <laughs> I what I love about Nancy is that practice makes perfect and she practiced that dark arts and she perfected it and then she became psychotic even more than what she was <laughs> and what no what I really do love about her is that like the powers that she possessed um like were incredible um she's a murderer she physically psychologically abusive and she practiced dark magic and so I give her my vote just because she's iconic and who doesn't want to be a Nancy Downs? So she is iconic. She and is. I mean, the when did the craft come out? I'm going to say mid nineties, 95, yeah. maybe somewhere around 95, 96. So it would have been around the time Buffy was on, but I don't think Willow had become like the witch that she became at that point. Like Nancy was, uh, in my opinion, the defining which of Gen X? Yeah, May ni- 1996. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she's like the defining grunge witch, yep. and there's not another one on this pot uh, on this bracket like her. Um, but you want to talk about definitive witches? Take it away, uh, Kate. It's you and Samantha <laughs> Stevens. I do love to imagine Samantha Stevens and Nancy Down just like sitting down across from a table, <laughs> across from each other at a table, and being like, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your journey. Right. Yeah, I mean, they are both in their ways, in the ways that like, um, I'm going to drop a little nerdery in the ways that like witches in literature and pop culture are coded ways to talk about feminism, sexuality, like all these ways, both Nancy and Samantha Stevens are ways talking about like gender like misogyny and stuff, right? And power, yeah, like really. the power of women. So Samantha Stevens, like there's an argument to be made that like the entire concept of WandaVision as a TV show comes from her. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Totally. Right? Like 100%. totally. she is TV's OG greatest witch. She's quite powerful. Her mastery and her competence is kind of the backbone of the show, right? Which ends up being her, her like trying to hide who she truly is it drives the plot of so much of this. And I actually came across Make It Gay, this very, interesting quote um, on Wikipedia today. In a 1992 interview, Elizabeth Montgomery was asked if the show was an allegory about closet homosexuality. She answered, don't think that didn't enter our minds at the time. We talked Mm. about it on the set, certainly not in production meetings, that this was about people not being allowed to be what they really are. If you think about it, Bewitched is about repression in general and all the frustration and trouble it can cause. Um, And it's it's like an iconic, was it 50s, 60s, 60s, it's in color. 64, Um, Like goofy sitcom where she is a witch who's probably hundreds of year old years old and she decides to like marry a mortal because she wants to it's her choice <laughs> and the way that i like sort of voted on stuff or like my rubric was how influential how iconic are they how powerful are they and what kind of accessories do they have <laughs> and, oh. and samantha has her accessory is endora her whole family uncle <laughs> arthur and literally two husbands and no one noticed when she changed them <laughs> <laughs> So that is that is my argument. 
she swapped out one dick for another. She did. Yep. She did. Mm-hmm. She was like, I mm-hmm. want to try some new dick. And they were like, sure, here's another dick. <laughs> and I mean, listen, you want to talk about a gay icon. What's gayer than being like, I want to try a new dick. Yeah. So give it up for Samantha. Uh, all right, Joelle, where are you on this one? <laughs> so frustrating. Because it is. Yeah. Skill, skill for skill. These two are equally matched. I literally, mm-hmm. so I, I made my spreadsheet and, and I, and in this spreadsheet, like they both are um they have they both have levitation they both have uh uh teleportation they both have i'm look i'm just looking at my list there's like manipulation of the things around them projections uh i'm not going to go through the whole list but the point is like skill for skill these two are equal um samantha stevens has 400 years on nancy um (laughs) there is that uh, but iconic wise, Nancy, Nancy Downs is the nineties, witch. Yeah. Samantha Stevens is the sixties, witch. uh, for generations, like these two represent the witches for each generation, I think, um, it's tough. It's really, it's tough. really tough. Yeah. Um, uh, in my bracket, Nancy won, but Kate made a really compelling argument. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if we're going with like revenge versus like she only used it for good and to, to, you know, make a point and, uh, ah, so tough. I don't have an answer yet, Eric. I'm just, I'm just filling for time right now. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, um, I don't know what I had going forward initially, but I would give it to Samantha, um, a, because I like the idea that like it was ultimately a, an allegory about repression, mm-hmm. which I think is is super interesting and relevant to witches in general. Yeah. But also only one of these two amazing women have a statue in Salem, That's Massachusetts. <laughs> and I am posing with her in that statue. Hey, you actually like made me think about my choice. So I was like, well, damn, that was like compelling. Like, are you not? <laughs> But no. oh, I'm str- I'm stuck too. Mm-hmm. Nancy's I, incredible. I, I might go with history. Nancy is like Samantha Stevens ran, you know, so we, yep. all of the other witches could follow or whatever. What's the mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah? Flying their brooms. And you think exactly. too, like like she's because like you have her right. She's this like powerful magical woman in the '60s, a time of like great gender like revolution. Um, and versus someone like Jeannie, right, like who's completely subservient to her master. Oh, like Samantha yeah. has the power in that relationship, and it's a very like sly subversive way to talk about gendered power without it being like 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 it is subversive. The subversion comes from it being very funny and very light and very comic. And actually, it's like no. Women are thousands of year old, years old and are like <clears throat> more powerful than anyone would ever want to to accept, but they're here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think why why I'm still like I fall still is um Sam already like had her powers. I like we got yeah. to see Nancy gain like her magic for her own betterment and like and she used it whichever way she felt for good and for evil. Mm-hmm. Um and we got to see that happen. We got this, we knew why it was happening. Um, so I think the argument of like, there's a undertone and understory um, for queer like life. But I just think, I just like, I like, that's why I'm sticking with Nancy for me. Mm-hmm. Nancy's a tragedy. She's a gut punch, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Well, and yeah. the, the other thing about Nancy is that she was, um, you know, stopped by her own coven. Like she couldn't do things without the other women and samantha can work alone she doesn't Mm -hmm. actually need anyone else so she i I think she's a little bit more powerful if i'm doing a comparison there um 
that that was the one of the things I just thought of that like <laughs> individually, I think Samantha has that edge. Well, I have one for Nancy with Gary. I have one for Samantha with Kate. Joelle, do you have a vote? Samantha, I'm going with Samantha. Okay, I'm going to go with Samantha as well. She, Nancy's great, and you did She's a good job fantastic. arguing for for yeah. Gary. Uh, but unfortunately, in this one, Samantha's going to edge her out. Next, it's a crone-off between one-seed Minerva McGonagall <laughs> from the Harry Potter universe and five-seed Agatha Harkness from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Gary, explain why you're a member of the House of Harkness. Joelle, transmogrify Professor McGonagall into a quarterfinalist. And I'm going to have Joelle go first. Transmogrify. That's a word. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you would think uh, our, our our dowager dowager countess could... Uh, uh, you know, is, isn't that powerful, but you know, Minerva McGonagall has quite the history and I just read about it, uh, you know, this week because it turns out Hogwarts, a history has quite the history. In it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read it myself. I read the fandom article about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Minerva McGonagall has, has so much history. It's ridiculous. She is an incredibly powerful, uh, wizard. As we learned in the very first book and movie, she is an animagus. She can turn into a cat. It's awesome. Uh, she, uh, uh, she worked her, her stinking little butt off. And we learned that about Hermione as well, that, uh, from, you know, from reading and training and practice, 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 it makes you a really powerful wizard. Um, mm -hmm. she, uh, can out battle, out conjure, out charm, just about any wizard out duel, uh, uh, that, that brought to the, you know, they won the wizarding wars over and over again. Uh, she protected Hogwarts over and over and over again. She taught thousands or hundreds. I don't know how many students went to Hogwarts during her time. But <laughs> it's she very taught difficult all, to tell. Lots and lots of students. How old is she even? Who can know? Um, but yeah, she, she taught so many different students over the years to protect the good of the school. And uh, for that uh, alone, I think she's worthy of, um, uh, whatchamacallit? Advancing? Advancing. Thank you. <laughs> it's okay. We're the uh, Gary, talk to me about Egg the Harkness. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> we love a nosy witch too. Mm -hmm. um, she was so nosy, but I think what made what makes her the most powerful witch is that her ability to manipulate. She manipulated Wanda. Then, like the entire comment, the entire series of the show as well, um, she manipulated the entire town. Um, it was all under her control. Um, and the fact that we, as an audience, just for the show's sake, did not know that it was her. Like, she played a trick on us as well. And I think that that alone right there, her manipulation skills, um, just makes her a threat. But she predates every known human um civilization and i believe like how she gets her power is from her wisdom and, and through her age and so um i i think that the way that she her intelligence um and the ability her ability to like absorb magic and things like that i think really really makes agatha a threat um and, and to clarify, you're using both the comic origin for her as well as the the like WandaVision origin, Yeah, and right? WandaVision, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because um, the WandaVision origin is she's like a Salem witch, and, and that's where it all comes from. Yep. Whereas in the comic origin, you're right, she's much more ancient. Yeah, and I, I think just for even looking at both of them, I think uh, 
obviously the, the the pull across is like her ability to like brainwash and she makes you believe something that's really not there but in the the show and WandaVision the fact that she had this entire town under her control um but mainly because she's nosy and wanted to be in everyone's business but <laughs> I yeah I think Agatha is a threat and I think the, her ability to be under the radar is is something that is definitely worth discussing and that is true for her in pretty much any version. Agatha's uh, involved in Fantastic Four plotline. She's Franklin's uh, mm-hmm. nanny. She's involved in the Avengers stuff with Scarlet Witch, obviously. She's been involved in a lot of different elements of the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. and she's always under the radar. You're right. She's never the threat, even if she is, in fact, a threat, because she's gone between both villain and hero over over time. Um, so she's a super interesting character. And I do think in terms of traditional depictions of witches as kind of being, I mean, I guess that's true for McGonagall too. I actually think that's great that they're kind of paired up together because McGonagall is just like the um, lawful good version. Mm-hmm. And uh, whereas Agatha is more like, chaotic neutral yeah. i would guess mm-hmm. on the alignment chart kate where are yeah. you on this one i i actually forget which way i voted and so i'm looking at my rubric they're both like iconic in their ways although i do think of mcgonagall as like a static or like a supporting player in the Potterverse. um yeah. and agatha is much more active i've only seen the tv show but i she's much more active in comics and tv um they're both extremely powerful um and in terms of accessories, Agatha has a song. She does have a song. <laughs> she yes, has a song. And 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 also just like the way that burst into pop culture. McGonagall has never had a moment like that, right? No, Where true. everyone was like, it was Agatha all along. Like people just yeah, lost. If someone, if someone broke into a song about McGonagall, I would be shocked. Right, right. People <laughs> lost some goddamn minds and it was so fun. So I think I got to give it to Agatha. I got to give it to Agatha. I do like your rubric. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. <laughs> And I have to, like, I don't remember how I voted on this one either initially, but listening to the arguments, I think I'm giving it to Agatha as well, which I think is going to piss off a lot of our listeners because they're like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, first of all, McGonagall is a one seed, right? Mm. But I also look at it and I think overall the Harry Potter universe had quite a lot of representation on this bracket. Yeah, perhaps perhaps too much. (laughs) Perhaps too much. And I think there's at least one Harry Potter character who's going to sail through probably to the final two. Yep. Um, and for that reason, I don't feel so bad about bouncing McGonagall, even though we're going to have one other clearly Marvel Cinematic Universe witch in this matchup. But um, I think that Agatha is just more interesting, no matter if you're looking at the Catherine Hahn version on TV or like the old ass woman who's been around like part of the Salem Seven, like since the 1960s in the comics. She's really a fascinating supporting character. So yeah. I'm giving it to, to um, Agatha as well. So she will be advancing to round two. Next up, let's not make it a thing, but mm-hmm. I believe the panel is currently unanimous in advancing two-seed Morticia Adams over six-seed Aunt Zelda from Sabrina the Teenaged Witch, who, by the way, is not to be confused with Zelda Spellman from The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, <laughs> who we had already knocked out of the competition before Which we started doing was amazing stuff, so. with Zelda versus Zelda, and it, we didn't even was. have to argue it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really was looking forward to arguing that. I know. It sucks, because just so everybody knows, again, we, I was fascinated. None of the Charmed girls made it, but, like, all of the Sabrina and Zelda and um, what's the other aunt's name? Hilda. Hilda, Hilda thank you. Yeah. 
all both versions of those all made the top 32 which i thought was fascinating um but we are uh, does anyone disagree we're moving morticia adams unanimously onto round um, two I, I don't necessarily disagree because i i don't particularly care for aunt zelda but is morticia adams even a witch this is so, this is a complicated question i have thoughts but yes I, let's, yes let's I, look, I look forward to talking about it in the next <laughs> round it's, i'm fine with this we'll talk about it but yeah i believe personally she absolutely counts as a witch even <laughs> though she may not have like quote unquote supernatural powers <laughs> she worships the dark forces <laughs> And she's and iconically her. dressed, so that counts. Yeah, we'll talk about. It. Let's talk. Let's get into it, but later. Yep. So that's we'll, we'll save that for round we're two. Advancing her. It's, yeah. it's wonderful. Look, look at her just sailing on through. I love it. <laughs> next, because alone. it's a, because it's a witch bracket and magic is unpredictable. <laughs> our next matchup sees one seed Ursula from The Little Mermaid up against four seed Molly Weasley from the Harry Potter universe, <laughs> and Joelle has decided to pull double toil and trouble by arguing for both of them. So. Joelle, I have just one piece of advice for you, and I this will be like my fourth time using this reference on this podcast. Don't underestimate the importance of body language. Uh, literally, I think that's the fourth time I've done it, including the second time this season. Joelle, make your arguments. Oh my God, it's my time to shine, guys. Oh, my dear Molly, Molly Weasley, we'll go with her first. Uh, she is a very powerful wizard, which whatever, she's a witch, not a wizard. Uh, she is uh, uh, we're, so this is Molly Weasley versus Ursula so this is the good right. versus the dark the light versus the dark uh, Molly uh, is very powerful she knows how to charm anything she comes in contact with if the first time we meet her she is charmed like well not maybe not the first time the second time we meet her in her domain her home she has charmed an entire kitchen full of gadgets including a clock including everything it is incredibly impressive um uh she uh she well we know love uh motivates her because she killed the fuck out of Bellatrix Lestrange <laughs> after did. watching she after did. watching her son you die watching Bellatrix nearly kill Ginny Weasley she murdered the fuck out of Bellatrix <laughs> and I have never cheered so loud while reading a book in my life it was a wonderful thing um, and for no other reason if, other than that, I love Molly Weasley, but she was, she's just a wonderful protector and she took in child, child after child into her home. She was the adopted mother of, uh, both Harry and frankly, uh, Hermione as well. Um, and so she's just a beloved, uh, a character. She's played so wonderfully by <laughs> What's her name? Julie, Julie, Julie. <laughs> something <laughs> walters, julie, walters julie walters. walters julie walters oh man i had it written down and i lost it um oh she's just uh she's just great anyway love her to pieces but i also am here to defend ursula um by the way we're gonna go with the uh full-figured witch against the full-figured witch and i also am here yes. for that here for yeah. that it's wonderful i hate that these two are up against each other because they, they should both go all the way in this bracket body positivity in the witch universe we're here for it here for yes. it and let's and let's just start with that because ursula mm. modeled after divine mm -hmm. yes. oh my god the, one of the greatest things when I learned about that, I was like, well, that's wonderful. And that makes sense. And that makes Ursula a powerhouse already. Um, Ursula uh, has so much more backstory than I ever gave her credit for. If you have ever watched the musical, uh, there is some explanation of why Ursula is just a angry, bitter, uh, uh, under underwater sea witch. 
Uh, turns out Ursula and King Triton are siblings. Did, did we know this? What? No. no. It's Scandalo. Right? <laughs> they were brother and sister, and they were both given uh, pieces of the magic, if you will, when their parents passed away or whatever. And King Triton was like, well, you went to the dark side, so I'm going to banish you forever. And I'm going to go to the light side and rule the kingdom. And that's why our friend Ursula is so vengeful and hates her brother and wants to take over the, the kingdom. And doesn't that make more sense after sure does. knowing that? Mm-hmm. And Team don't you kind of feel for Ursula after knowing that? And don't you kind of go, well, now I get it. Not that you didn't already, because Ursula is badass. Um, <laughs> Ursula controls a couple eels, but I'm sure she controls a whole lot more because she runs her own freaking business. She signs her own contracts, <laughs> puts, puts her whole eel department together. Yep. Uh, makes she's sure a businesswoman. She's a businesswoman. She makes yeah. sure that people uh, continue and follow through on their contracts, or she turns them into little polyps and puts them, uh, you know, in her little in her little you know walkway to her cat to her little area <laughs> and remember goes, sea monkeys i oh, always yeah. thought of them as like like <laughs> sea monkeys gone bad exactly and she reminds them every day you didn't follow through on your contract sorry yeah. uh she's she's just she, she's just doing business she's just a ruthless businesswoman at the end of the day um she has incredible power black magic shape-shifting size alteration weather manipulation and absorbing souls uh, just to name a few skills, <laughs> <laughs> superhuman strength as well, and and you know stealing voices, but that's obviously we know about that. And um, being effortlessly fabulous, <laughs> and she's half woman, half octopus, which is very interesting given that everyone around her and her own brother is a um, mer person. Somehow she became this other creature. So um, I, I, I don't know what her parents were doing, but you know, no judgment. Um, I'm curious if she was always an octopus or if that was a secondary mutation. That That's my mutation with the dark yeah. magic. And she mm. was like, I know how to scare the hell out of my family. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I do too. The so secret origin of Ursula. That is my defense for both of these wonderful, full figured, beautiful witch ladies. I love it. And uh, snaps to Joelle yes, for that our was first ever yep. our first ever personal showdown <laughs> yourself versus yourself in the I great just, pop culture I split debate. Split my brain in half and I just attacked it. <laughs> I love it. Um Gary, where are you on this? I think I'm Ursula. Like that was thank you, Joelle. That was really nice. Kate. I am also Ursula. Like I just she is absolutely spectacular and like impossible to overstate her influence on disney villainy before and after like it's maleficent and ursula for me that's it yeah <laughs> i'm scar i like scar <laughs> to me like listen uh, props to molly weasley she's a great mom she yes. and yeah like yeah. i cheered as you did when she murdered the fuck out of Bellatrix. <laughs> yes, it's so good great moment <laughs> It's a great moment yes. and like so earned. It's like Molly versus Bellatrix is the same as Ripley versus the alien queen. Yes. <laughs> Get away same from energy. her, you bitch. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but like, it's, come on, it's Ursula. It is always Ursula. Yep. She had me at hello. Like I, I'm always, I'm always going to be team sea witch. Like yep. that's where it is. So it's okay. I'm also Ursula. 
Right. So we're unanimous and Ursula uses her octopus arms to climb into round two. Finally, in round one, the bulk of the panel continues to see red for three seed Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. the Scarlet Witch from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But Kate wants to give the green light to Elphaba from Wicked, a two seed. Kate, why should Elphaba defy the odds the way she defies gravity? Speaking of odds, I'll try to fix them in Wanda's favor. I'm going to have Kate go first. So I, I mean, part of this is purely personal. Like I... I think I had the Wicked Witch of the West going all the way. And the fact that Elphaba is this like creation from the book that Gregory Maguire wrote Wicked and also the Schwartzman, Winnie Holzman musical Wicked, right? She is a complication of an icon of what it is to be a witch in a, in a, in a moment where it's like it sort of like elevates w- what we think of witches to like the next level as incredibly complicated humans whose stories we don't fully know until we talk to them and hear it from them. Right. Um, I think that's just such a cool, important cr- pop cultural project. Right. And like, she's just, she's a tremendous character and she does stand on the shoulders of the original um, wicked witch of the West, but she is in of herself iconic. Um, Defying gravity is a banger. <laughs> It just is. It just is. Like, like imagine, I mean, um, the, in terms of her powers, she has all the powers of the Wicked Witch of the West has. Yes, she is susceptible to water, but like she has a lot of other good qualities. <laughs> she, her accessories, she commands monkeys. Um, she has the grimmery she has. Um, and she has like a really interesting uh, sort of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She she is she is on the side of justice and equity and right and of terribly corrupt Oz, right? And like that's such an interesting, fun, compelling story. I yeah, I just I liked her. And not, not that Wanda Maximoff is like not interesting and compelling, but I just Elphaba's story and the way that Wicked works hits me in the guts um, in a way that like Wanda Maximoff doesn't. That said, I did really like WandaVision a lot. <laughs> Um, I, you make some really good points and uh, what I feel is super compelling about Alphaba is the kind of element of historical witches, mm-hmm. like in real life and in fiction, being misunderstood yes. and having their stories corrupted yep. and being By oppressed those for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally what makes Alphaba so special in, in this bracket, I think. She kind of embodies that. Yep. Um, my issue with Alphaba is that she is a derivative of another character that's already in the yep. final two. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but that's, that's literally my issue is, is right there. Um, However, Wanda has something working against her, which is that she, while she is immensely powerful, and by the time the Infinity Saga ends in the MCU, it's basically established she is one of the most powerful beings in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And if you read the comics, she's certainly one of the most powerful beings in the Marvel comics. She can literally rewrite reality and has done it several times. Um but she, her powers are not based in magic. She does use magic. She, in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, she becomes kind of enchanted by the Darkhold at the end of WandaVision, and then it is very much empowering her in Doctor Strange 2. In the comics, she does study magic with Doctor Strange during the 80s and, and onwards, but her base powers are not magic. And I do think we need to like speak that and own it before we go on. But what makes Wanda so interesting, again, from like what makes her a special witch, is this idea of this immense power at her fingertips and the ability for it to corrupt her very, very quickly with disastrous results. And you see that in the comics and in the the movies and TV series where Wanda 
without meaning to creates an unbelievable amount of damage. Like she has literally, we talked about this in the Marvel villain episode, by the way, that's also out this season. Like Wanda has, this is not an exaggeration, committed actual genocide like more than once in the comics. And it's not because she's necessarily meaning to, it's almost like an afterthought or like a knee-jerk reaction. That's an incredible kind of character. Does that mean she's a strong character? I don't know. But having all of that power within one human being and that human being being exceedingly fallible is a fascinating character. My only issue, again, is a lot of her power does not is not derived from magic it's her her mutant depending on which origin you're using or like the psych science experiments with the infinity gems depending on the other origin but it's not magic based so with that being said i'm going to go to gary where are you on this one oh i one eric i loved your explanation for wanda um very very good analysis and i agree um wanda all all day Okay. Joelle, where are you on this one? So my biggest factor every time is going to be how powerful and like well-versed they are in magic. And so Mm -hmm. when it comes to that, um, for a big chunk of Elphaba's story, she's learning and Mm -hmm. she's growing. And I think Wanda is proven to just be out of the box incredibly powerful. Um, So I'm going with Wanda. So that's three for Wanda, one for Alphaba. Sorry about that, Kate. That's okay. I got to sp- I got to stump for her. <laughs> you did, awesome. and uh, I will say this: Alphaba one hundred percent has the better songs. She so- does. <laughs> she does. <laughs> well, there are some good songs in WandaVision that there cannot are. be denied. There are. There are. But they aren't defying gravity. Um, (laughs) So that is it for round one. We're going to take a quick break to check on our Black Cat familiars, and we will be right back after these messages. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to round two of our best pop culture witch debate. Before we get to round two, let's remove our wigs and keep our eyes out for the little children (laughs) as we share our social media handles. Gary, how can people follow you on social media? Oh, you can follow me on IG, Instagram um, at Gary Music Man J. And Joelle? Uh, you can, you can certainly try to follow me on Twitter. I don't do a whole lot, but I'm at Joelle TB on, on Twitter. And if you want to follow my podcast, I'm at the pocket pod on all kinds of places where pocket pod things, podcasts, not pocket pods, (laughs) podcasts are found. And by the way, for those listening, pocket pod is an animal crossing podcast. Joelle, is there a witch animal crossing character? Uh, there once was a little cute little witchy witch, uh, but you know, now you could dress as a witch anytime you want because they have fun, cute little costumes and stuff. But, um, we we talk about all kinds of stuff these days. It's barely about Animal Crossing anymore. (laughs) Perfect. Great. And Kate, how about you? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at KateRiculia.com. I don't do a ton there. And if you would like to see many posts of my furry little familiar friends, then I'm on Instagram at GomezRack. Yes, Gomez is the name of my cat. And yes, he is named after Gomez Adams. 
exactly me and more. <laughs> All right. And so for me, you can follow me at Eric Resniak on Instagram or Twitter. That's E-R-I-C-R-E-Z as in zebra, S as in snake, and as in Nancy Y-I-K. Or follow at Great Pop Culture Debate on Instagram and TikTok or at Culture underscore Debate on Twitter. So moving on to round two of the debates, it's Hermione Granger from the Harry Potter universe up against the Wicked Witch of the West from the Wizard of Oz. Let's go around the horn. Uh, Joelle, where are you on this one? Oh, I'm Hermione on this one. She's a powerful, smart, absolutely brilliant wizard that just knows how to do everything in every situation. All right. Kate, where are you? I am the Wicked Witch of the West. Iskandalo. Gary? Hermione, I agree. I think she's calm. She's collected when she needs to be. And she's a leader, a natural born leader. I would actually go with the Wicked Witch, too, because I think she is more long-term iconic. It doesn't matter because Hermione's the ultimate number one seed for this entire bracket. Mm -hmm. So she is going to advance, even with a tie. I don't hate it. Um, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I will just make the point that I think in this moment in pop culture history, and well, this moment since the 2000s, like since the first book, Hermione probably is the most popular witch in the world, like, or, or well known. Yeah. But in terms of like American pop culture, I do think I would give the edge to the Wicked Witch of the West, but this is not necessarily strictly American, right? So I can't be mad about it. And Harmony will advance to the elite, well, actually the final four. Next up, it's Maleficent versus Samantha Stevens. Let's start with Kate. Wow. I mean, I love Samantha Stevens, but Maleficent, she's All my right, girl. Gary. Yep. Oh, Gary. I. I originally was, you know, debating for Maleficent, but I like what you guys said about just the the story, the undertone story with Mm -hmm. Samantha. So, Samantha. You're changing it to Samantha. Fascinating. I know. Uh, uh, Joelle. Boy, oh boy. I was going to go with Maleficent and, and, yeah, going back to what we talked about (laughs) in the first round. Uh, she is she's just so she's so iconic and oh man it's like you can see a line from the wicked witch of the west that idea is complicated by samantha stevens and then sort of like reaches like a height in hermione right yeah now i'm like coming back around if i think about which one of these characters did more to fight the patriarchy Mm. i think samantha stevens did more to fight the patriarchy whereas maleficent kind of helped show you know (laughs) women are bad right like yeah (sighs) samantha stevens i'm going with it (gasps) okay well that means samantha would advance and i'm not mad about that about it at all i love it yeah i think obviously maleficent is a and we we talked about it in in the first round there like how uh, i don't want to use the word iconic but she is iconic but immensely powerful hilariously petty like all of those things but like samantha stevens has a real kind of gravitas to her that i don't think that we were watching the show in the 1950s is like a, a housewife we were necessarily meant to pick up on but it is there mm-hmm. so yeah, i think fair. that's really cool i love that like this side of the bracket are the good witches yeah right I'm the good witches. what's happening here this is like light versus dark and <laughs> it i'm loving is. it i'm loving I it Let's go to the dark side with Agatha Harkness versus Morticia Adams. I'm going to start with Kate. So I'm going to give this to Morticia, and I will say a few words about Morticia. 
I would not hate it if Agatha advanced on a technicality because the big question is, is Morticia Adams a witch or are we just conflating <laughs> Icon Angelica Houston with the Grand High Witch? This is my problem is she because she did not make the, the bracket and that's crazy. Yes. The Grand High Witch. Mm-hmm. Is she, well, yeah. she made the she made the 32. She did not. Child make... is no longer a child. She got got ousted by Wanda, actually, if we're being, Mm -hmm. you know, really upset about things. So, like, if I look at my rubric, right, like, how iconic is Morticia Adams? Like, beyond Angelica Houston, unbelievably iconic, right? Like, Charles Adams comics, TV show, movies. Personally, it's impossible for me to overstate how influential the Adams Family movies were on my young childhood. I love those movies. They are fantastic. What about Debbie? Um, but, but, but like, so, so she's, she's very influential in our idea of sort of this like vamp spooky lady character, right. Who's very self-contained and very like mysterious and compelling. Um, but also like, what are her, what are her powers? Right. She's a, she's a doting mother. She's a very supportive partner. Um, and all around just like, like she really, she really owns her place in the world. She is the dead sea of calm, the match to Gomez's like beautiful chaos. And I just, can I use this opportunity to give one of the greatest tiny monologues in in cinema ever when they go to Wednesday and Pugsley's school for like the, the, there's like a like a drama performance and her teacher wednesday thanksgiving play uh no this isn't this isn't the first one uh it's they're doing like a scene from hamlet i think where they cut off each other's limbs and there's blood everywhere uh but before wednesday's teacher is concerned because wednesday has brought in this picture of a woman being burned at the stake for her like this is who i want to be and Morticia goes oh wednesday's great aunt calpurnia they say she danced naked in the town square and enslaved a minister don't worry we've told wednesday college first (laughs) (laughs) and like i love it so like is she a witch and like does she have supernatural powers we don't know she might, you know, she doesn't have time to commit herself to studying the dark arts as much as she would like. She's a modern woman. She's pulled in a thousand directions. But if she, if we think of witches as sort of relatively anything that threatens or complicates social norms or the status quo, then my God, yes, she is a witch. <laughs> yeah. And, and I want to get to that in a second. I do want to find out, Gary, where are you on this one? Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Kate. <laughs> Wait, can you you come back because like I'm, I was like processing it all. So can I jump in on this? Because yeah, Kate, what you've done just now is you've convinced me that Morticia Adams is a real world witch, as opposed to like yes, if, as opposed to like this whole time I've been like doing my research and I'm like. No, nowhere on the internet is she a witch. She's not a witch. She's just not a witch. She's not a witch. She's not a witch. She's not a witch. Mm-hmm. Not a witch. Mm-hmm. But no, you've actually convinced me that that's okay because she's a real world witch. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that was going to be my argument is like the average Wiccan, and I'm going to say yeah. this and watch, I'm going to get hexed. And I'm not trying to do that. But like generally, I, I don't know of, of like a lot of like spell casters out there who are like summoning comets or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But like, if uh, even the story about Great Aunt Calpurnia yeah. is a a wild woman dancing naked in the town square she who enslaved a minister. minister, like she, she descends from a Salem witch, if that's a thing, 
then yeah, that, that's like, a thing. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. So like she might not have like magical like pew pew powers but like (laughs) she is bucking patriarchy and more like one with darkness and nature and i fully believe that is 100 percent a witch in my opinion and she just like her and gomez god i love them so much they are couple goals they are a couple goals right there uh yeah and like if you look at grandmama like grandmama Mm -hmm. is the much more stereotypical version of a witch right like she's hunched over she's got the cauldron she's got the thatch hair (laughs) you know like throwing things into the cauldron like that's her mother I absolutely believe it's like, you know, when you look at the tr- the trio, the, the trilogy, you've got your maid, your mo- your mother, your crone, mm-hmm. and Morticia's the mother. Yep. So, yep. Um, so is that a vote for Morticia from you, Joelle? I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was going all over the place, and I'm with you now. <laughs> all right. Yo, Gary, have I, you made I a decision? so as well. <laughs> yes. But it's, it's the modern-day witch, because it made me think of... Um, Again, going back to Marie Laveau, but Angela Bassett playing her mm-hmm. in the Coven series, um, uh, American Horror Story, and she was a hairdresser by day, a modern day witch. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what? Yeah. I, okay. Thank you for changing my mind. Oh, you're welcome. It's witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay them bills somehow. Okay. And I mean, thankfully for Morticia, Gomez was very wise in his investments. He was. So, and yeah. they're not spending a lot of money keeping up that house. No, uh, more share. <laughs> more share. Um, uh, I'm also giving it to Morticia. Absolutely no offense to Agatha Harkness. I think Morticia is a more iconic witch, and it's a different type of witchcraft, but I, I'm, I'm 100% Morticia here. So she's going to the final four. Next, it's Ursula versus Wanda. I'm going to start with Gary. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna stick with Wanda just because her ability to create chaos. Um, I I think going off of power. I yeah I I'm gonna go off of realistically the power that Wanda has and possesses and the manipulation factor that she possesses over Ursula. Um, Ursula has a tragic story. But so does Wanda. So mm-hmm. yeah, so Wanda. they're both tragic. Wanda, yeah. Um, Joelle, Ursula, a hundred percent. The representation, the the, uh, the the control that she has, the strength, the the yeah, the the story that we know that backs her up. Uh, just yeah, the just the absolute chaos that she also creates. I I just see which she was the most terrifying. Uh, character in my childhood i would literally really? close my eyes for half of the little mermaid and it was one of my favorite movies <laughs> oh i always thought she was fabulous yeah, um, her, Kate, her death is terrifying it, yeah. that is true it's the death really is really scary. traumatic yeah yeah um so uh wanda maximoff is fantastic wandavision is wonderful but like it's got to be ursula poor unfortunate souls is one of the greatest musical songs ever to exist <laughs> I'm also giving it to Ursula because even though Wanda is the Scarlet Witch, again, most of her power is not derived from magic. In Doctor Strange 2, she is using magic to become essentially a multiversal killing machine. Like, she literally goes on a murder spree. She's just killing people left and right. Um, It's brutal. And I do actually, I find it really compelling. You were saying, Gary, like, she's also a really tragic tale. Like, 
her children are ripped away from her and she will do anything to get them back mm-hmm. is really juicy. And I know a lot of people have issues with her characterization in that movie. I do not as someone who's been reading her in comics for 40 years, like Wanda goes crazy and she kills people. It's what she does. <laughs> Sorry. I know that she's your favorite Avenger, but like literally she, she has murdered numerous people for decades and and she just and then she's like oh my bad (laughs) like let me save the universe a couple times and we're good again right we good we good she saved the world a lot we're good destroyed the world yeah right he destroys the world she saves the world you know it is what it is um but like she's not the the magic is secondary to her powers to me ursula is a witch she is a sea witch she has the whole like oh sure i'll use my my magic to help you for a price which i think is like an important witch stereotype um it's it's ursula for me so that's three to ursula one for wanda giving us a final four of hermione granger versus samantha stevens and morticia adams versus ursula i love it light on the left side dark on the right hermione versus uh actually before we go to the final matchups final four matchups in round three we're going to take another quick break to bone up on the dark hold we will be right back When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey you. Yeah you. Thanks so much for listening to the Great Pop Culture Debate. We sincerely hope you're getting a kick out of our content. We love making it for you. If you love it too, please consider becoming one of our Patreons. The funds we receive from our patrons help us to continue making top-notch content, like the amazing episode you're enjoying. With donation levels for every pocketbook size, you could support us for as little as $5 a month. At that level, you unlock Patreon-exclusive content that includes warm-up sessions with a ton of hilarious content for Patreon ears only. That's basically a cup of coffee these days. So how about it? Buy us a cup of coffee, and we'll keep the debates rolling. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash debate and sign up today. And remember, everyone is entitled to their wrong opinion. Boo! We're back with round three of our best pop culture witch debate. Let's look at that final four. It's Hermione Granger versus Samantha Stevens, Morticia Adams versus Ursula the Sea Witch. Um, we were just saying over the break, we think this is a fabulous final four. It, 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 there's not one particular kind of pop culture area that's overrepresented. We have people from the 2000s, the 80s, the 60s, the the Adams family was the 50s, yeah? I think so, yeah. I, yeah, I can yeah. figure out when they were started showing up because they were in the New Yorker. Yeah, that was the cartoonist. A wonderful mix of decades here. I think it's just fabulous. Um, so let's get into these tier debates. More uh, on the light side of the bracket, we have Hermione Granger versus Samantha Stevens. Joelle Bodecker, where are you going? I think I'm going with Samantha Stevens over Hermione. I just think I have to go with history, and uh, you know, I think Hermione is a character that is almost like. Not, not that she's based off Samantha Stevens, but I do think that there's there's some 
some witch history rooted in the existence of Samantha Stevens. And so mm-hmm. I feel like I need to go with Samantha Stevens. Gary Jackson, where are you on this one? Oh, I'm going with Hermione because Samantha walked so Hermione could d- beat the living crap out of evil <laughs> people. Uh, and she's good at it. And so I'm all about it, Hermione. Gary, I love it. Kate, <laughs> I am going to stall for time by saying that in the spirit of the chaos and the upsetting the status quo of witchcraft, perhaps these four witches could just like have like a kiki. A like these are a coven right here. Like, this, this would is a be coven. A I feel like, like Ursula could like have a little like she's like be Arthur behind the bar in the Star Wars Christmas special. Like that's that energy. <laughs> and she'll master I'm, the sea, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting Golden Girls, ladies. <gasps> I, I'm getting I'm getting Morticia is Blanche. Yes! I'm getting Rose is Samantha. I'm getting. I don't know who her would Hermione be. B. Arthur and oh. Ursula would be Sophia. I think Ursula is Absolutely. B. Arthur. I think Hermione is uh, Sophia. Maybe because <laughs> she's the one who's always like, "You're not doing it right." Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Leviosa. <laughs> um, okay. Oh my yeah, god. Okay. 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 So I stalled. Um, <sighs> I got to give it to Samantha Stevens. Okay. Um, can someone check for me which uh, what seed Samantha is? Because Hermione she's is the not, ultimate. She's not seed. a one seed. So yeah. Hermione's a one seed. Yeah. Hermione was, is a one seed. Samantha was lower down. She was a six seed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But I will say this. I think there's recency bias with Hermione, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I, I agree with Gary's point that Samantha walked so that Hermione could get on a broom and play Quidditch. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Hermione would never play Quidditch. Come it's on. true. She, she has no time, time, time for that. Yeah. She has no she time for that. She hates Quidditch immensely. <laughs> so you have Hermione who is like the most... That was my Hermione moment right there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, you're, you're right. The most promising witch of her generation who is a mudblood. I think that's also an important mm-hmm. part of yes. Hermione's character we have not yet it's discussed. It's a huge is, part of her story. Yeah, mm-hmm. She doesn't come from magic the way that samantha does like oh, samantha's born yeah we haven't it. really talked about hermione keep yeah. talking eric yeah that was actually a huge part of several of these um stories um mcgonagall also was i learned not a not a, a pure blood actually yeah i learned that so hermione kind of samantha was born into it hermione had to work and she worked harder than anybody and she became one of the most promising wizards of her generation based strictly i mean obviously natural aptitude but nobody worked harder i mean sisters out there with the time turner like doubling up taking her regular classes and going to itt tech at night like uh or i guess it would be university of phoenix (laughs) which is a little on the nose Um, and she rose all the way to minister of magic for as as a mudblood I don't know how many how many mudbloods and sorry half blood we don't say mudblood that is it. we don't do that that's the deep deeply offensive blood. term um uh, so I'm coming that around does make her very compelling <laughs> Samantha has the historical importance mm-hmm. she is one of our first most successful pop culture witches there is a lot of backstory and cultural kind of counterculture stuff attached to her now mm-hmm. but at the time that the show was on that wasn't necessarily the text yeah it was subtext whereas yeah. with hermione it's not just the text it's the highlighted text mm-hmm. like all of this stuff is germane to her character it's baked in um so I th- actually think I've talked myself into voting for Hermione here, mm-hmm. which at the the very least would make it a tie. Yeah. And 
uh, as the number one seed, ultimate number one seed, Hermione would advance. I, I, don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate, I don't it. hate it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Hermione makes it to the final two. In the bad girls version of the bracket, we have Morticia Adams versus Ursula the Sea Witch. I'm going to start with Kate. Uh, I mean, I love Morticia. Oh, God. This is going to, te- this is tearing. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Uh... <laughs> oh, God. I, which I have to give it to Ursula. Because, yes, okay. M- Ursula is more of a witch than Mort- Morticia is. Joelle. I don't think I need to say much more about my feelings on Ursula, so it's Ursula. <laughs> Gary. Ursula. Clean sweep for Ursula. Mm-hmm. Love Morticia Adams. And we didn't actually mention the Wednesday show coming out. Kate, you you were like, are everybody associating Morticia just with Angelica Houston? Yeah. Morticia has now been played by, and I'm sorry, I cannot remember the name of the actress from the original TV show. I'm oh, terrible person. Oh, it's, it's not, not Yvonne DiCarlo. It's not Yvonne DiCarlo. I think that she's Lily Munster. Um, she's the Munsters. Yeah, let me let me figure that out. Um. Also but you have Morticia <laughs> for sure. I, I, Angelica Houston. Uh, you have Charlize Theron doing her her voice in the um, animated films. Daryl Hannah played Morticia in the made for TV or the straight to DVD ones. Now you have Catherine Zeta Jones playing Morticia <laughs> in the so Wednesday funny. series. Yeah. Like she actually has a lot of different interpretations and like, the ones I've sampled so far, they're all they're all solid. Yeah. So she's been, it's not just her. She's been portrayed by Carolyn Jones in the TV show, mm, Angelica Houston, Daryl Hannah in Adam's yep. Family Reunion, yep. Um, yep. Ellie Harvey in the new Adam's Family, BB Newirth and Brooke Shields in the musicals, um, yeah. and Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, amazing. 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 Um, but uh, I'm giving it to Ursula. So uh, we have a final two of Hermione Granger versus Ursula the Sea Witch. I'm going to start. We're going to go alphabetically. Gary, who wins? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hermione. Okay. Really? Um, Joelle. I'm surprised, Gary, you who sticks to the dark side. I'm very surprised by that. <laughs> Not that I'm trying to flip your vote or anything. I'm going with Ursula 100%. Mm, Kate. <sighs> <laughs> God, I have I have to give it to Ursula. Interesting. I'm also giving it to Hermione, <gasps> and so you know I love Ursula. I have been ride or die with her on multiple episodes of this podcast thus far. Disney villain, certainly. Um, I'm sure there's at least one or two other ones that I've stumped for Ursula very hard. But um, as important or as Ursula is, she is the villain in her piece mm. even if she's misunderstood that girl Hermione, had a contract eric that girl she did they all had contracts binding <clears throat> contracts as bob pointed out uh ariel was a minor and therefore <laughs> is not actually <laughs> legally liable for said contract it is not legally binding although i don't know what maritime law is Mar- but um <laughs> not only maritime law but like <laughs> under um but um she's she's like the antagonist she's a a, a great witch icon but if we're talking about which one's the best character like she's a saucy diva with you know eight arms to love you hermione (laughs) technically (laughs) and technically thank you 
Hermione is a hard worker. She is brilliant. She is all of the best things about the wizarding world um, and exemplifies what a witch can be, which is not just the stereotypes, right? Mm. It is the kind Mm of the, the bright future for witchdom and for that reason i'm giving to her not just because she's the ultimate number one seed i actually don't usually take factor that into consideration for the final matchup but i do think in terms of a character who is resonating with pop culture now Mm -hmm. and probably into the future it's hermione over ursula as a fact i went to the harry potter store in new york for the first time over the weekend and i was like i wonder if this is going to still be busy given all of the hoopla surrounding not just rolling but like nobody's watching those um fantastic beasts Beasts, fantastic beasts nobody's watching those i was like i wonder if this fandom is going to be dying (laughs) It's Listen not. to me, ladies. It is not. <laughs> it's not. The, the lines were wrapped around the registers yeah. to this day. Say what you will. I feel like that fandom is bulletproof, even to like the, the writer and architect being outed as a turf of like <laughs> the worst magnitude. And yeah. like all of my the... millennial parent friends, their children are just like lapping up Harry Potter books right now. It is, it is, it's still a time. Even it, they're just, they're just getting them from the library. They're just not mm-hmm. buying the books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the magic, it's the magic and wonder of yeah. not just magic but of reading mm. and of film mm-hmm. right yeah the movies like are it, good it's metatextual whereas ursula is ursula and she's amazing at what she does but i feel like hermione is the best exemplification even more than harry like oh frankly, yeah i don't care about harry harry what harry else? is a whatever yes yeah <laughs> y'all yeah. harry is harry's decided yeah. to go bad who can stop right. her Right. No one's yeah, going to no stop one her. Stop She's her. the Wanda Maximoff of, mm-hmm. of the Harry Potter universe yes. she wants to be. So does that help to sway either of our Team Ursula folks? I mean, I, I will never hate Hermione Granger in any way. She she shaped a generation of young girls to feel empowered, and I think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to see Ursula win something, and I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think I will I will stand there uh proudly defending Ursula, but um no, I'm not gonna hate Hermione winning. That's okay. Kate. So if I can I stand on Ursula in principle and Hermione still win, I'm such a coward. <laughs> I, I, I'm right th- I'm right there standing next to you, Kate. We're just okay. gonna we're gonna hold hold that uh hold that I, staff. <laughs> yeah, I it feels it feels very like the greatest best pop culture witch and I don't know if that's like my like Harry Potter got to me when I was in my 20s right and Mm -hmm. and so I I can't tell where my I mean she has incredible accessories (laughs) she's got a freaking time turner she has crookshanks Mm-hmm. Like oh she that the scene in the third movie where she punches Draco in the face is so delicious. She has that idiot Ron. Ugh. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Like I have nothing against Ron. She's got that fine. orange tabby, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she allowed she allowed young girls to raise their hand in class, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, she yeah. is. She is like a badass smarty pants. Yeah. Yeah. And I will I will switch for Hermione. And she's the reason Harry didn't die like 15 50 times. 50 times. So. Exactly. Like, she's the reason it's actually called Harry Potter and the. Because it could just be like cross and like actually Hermione and the. <laughs> right. Who carried this on their back? Right. <laughs> right. And like, here's the thing. Like, again, if we're talking about witches outside of like pop culture and we're talking about witches being 
very bright women who are slightly off from society, mm-hmm. who know things, who are smart and trying to like um, lead from the outside, kind of like shaman. Um, that's Hermione, yeah. right? Like yeah. that she's kind and, of encapsulating that too. And actually, let's be honest, Hermione never would have signed that contract. She would have read the fine print. She would exactly. have. She would have. She would have been like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my my lawyer needs to see this before I sign this. <laughs> Exactly. No, she is the lawyer. She went. She actually went. Oh, that's and true. Became, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, this Which, is not related to the outcome of this, but I just wanted to say that Morticia Adams' maiden name is Frump, which I just found out. No. <laughs> also, those that cartoons go back to the 30s in the New Yorker. That's amazing. That's amazing. Wow. It's anyway. almost 100 years old now. Yeah. But with that being said, with a three to one vote, our pick for the best pop culture witch of all time is Hermione Granger from the Harry Potter universe. Do you agree with our choice? Do you think that we've spent too much time sipping from our cauldrons? Let us know by leaving a comment on this episode at greatpopculturedebate.com or yell at us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. While you're there, make sure you like and subscribe for more Great Pop Culture Debate content. And if you really liked what you heard, please consider supporting us on Patreon, which can get you access to more exclusive episodes, merch, and the ability to suggest episodes for us to do in the future. Thank you to my panelists. You are the magic in my life. And thank you for listening. Until next time, remember, everyone is entitled to their wrong opinions. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.